0: This episode is being brought to you by the Speak English with Tiffany Academy. If you are tired of trying to figure out what to study, if you want to get a better job but your English is holding you back, or if you feel stuck at the same English level and you don't know what to do, then the Academy is for you. When you join the Academy, you will get access to a 365-day English lesson plan created specifically for intermediate and advanced English learners. These 365 days of English lessons will cover English vocabulary, American culture, listening skills, fluency, idioms, expressions, and so much more. You will also be able to join a private community where you can practice what you learn with English learners from all around the world. So join today by going to www. Speak English with Tiffanyacademy.com Welcome to the Speak English with Tiffany podcast, a podcast especially created for intermediate and advanced English learners. In this podcast, you will hear natural English conversations, learn specific English tips and tricks, and also get to know many different ESL teachers. This podcast will take your English ability to the next level and help you to be more confident and more fluent when you speak in English. Are you ready? Well then, let's jump right in. Hey everyone, this is teacher Tiffany, and I want to thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. In today's episode, we are going to continue the conversation I started with teacher Julie about common interview questions. Now this episode is really going to help you master those questions and answer properly. But before we jump into the episode, I want to remind you about the Weekly English Words membership. That's right, www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Each podcast episode includes tons of new vocabulary words, expressions, and idioms that are used by native English speakers. And I know it's hard for you at times to know the correct meanings and how to use the words, expressions, and idioms properly. That's exactly why the Weekly English Words membership was created. As a member, after each podcast episode, you will find an entire section that includes video explanations for more than 25 words and expressions that were used during the episode. And as a member, you will also be able to download a PDF that includes the definitions. I'm telling you, you will not regret becoming a member. Now, I know you're curious about the words and expressions we are going to use in today's episode. So I want you to hear a few of the vocabulary words and expressions that we are going to use as teacher, Julie, your guide and teacher for the weekly English words membership explains them. And after the explanation, we will jump right in to today's episode.
1: The expression word for word means to use exactly the same words that were used somewhere else. So, for example, during a job interview, when the interviewer asks you to talk a little bit about yourself, you should not repeat what is written on your CV word for word. So you should not simply memorize and repeat every single word from your CV. Another example is if you are retelling or summarizing a movie or a book or a story. You should never repeat the movie, the book, or the story word for word you should not use exactly the same words instead you should summarize or paraphrase so again if you say something word for word or write something or remember something word for word it just means that you use exactly the same as the original words so the idiom to hit the nail on the head means that you find or say exactly the right answer So for instance, you and I are friends and you have been over to my apartment many, many times. So you are familiar with how my apartment looks. And one day you come over to my place and I ask you, do you notice anything different about my apartment? So you take a look around and you notice that I have gotten a new rug. So you say, ah, you have a new rug in the living room. And I say, yes, you hit the nail on the head. In this case, it means you are exactly right. So again, to hit the nail on the head just means to give exactly the right answer. So the adjective cocky describes someone who is overly confident, too confident, so much that it's a negative thing. So for example, imagine a young star athlete, maybe a swimmer, who is always winning competitions. They're incredible. They're naturally a very, very good swimmer. And everyone around them is always praising them and telling them how incredible they are, how great they are. And they get a little bit cocky. So they believe that they're so good that they don't even have to practice. In this case, it's an example of them becoming cocky. So they become overly confident, too confident, and it affects them in a negative way. So again, the adjective cocky just describes someone who is overly confident or more confident than they should be, and it ends up becoming a negative thing. Hey, Julie, how are you doing? Hi, I'm fantastic. How are
0: you? <laughs> I'm doing great, too. Doing great. The weather is starting to feel even better here in Maryland, so it's not as hot as it was, so I'm good. Everything is it's good. It's
1: starting to cool down here as well in Dubai, actually. Yeah. yeah September so is uh, when the temperature
0: starts to go back to normal. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, welcome. Yeah. I'm like, yes, this weather is a lot better. It's <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> I heard it's really hot in Dubai. It's it's scorching. It's really hot <laughs> Yeah. Oh. yeah, it's like okay, let's bring the other weather on. All right, so, go ahead.
1: I was gonna tell you the temperature, but I don't know Fahrenheit.
0: <laughs> oh, it's okay, I lived in Korea so long, so I know Celsius, so you can say okay. it. I it. Yeah, it gets to like 50 degrees during the summer. 50 degrees Celsius,
1: yeah.
0: No, yeah. no, yes. the worst I had <laughs> in Korea was like 38 degrees, and I thought I was gonna die. I was like, no, and we didn't have air conditioner, so it was aggressive
1: actually it's 38 now and it's nice now are you now is it humid there uh yes it's humid as well
0: no julie i don't know if i can
1: (laughs) (laughs) but this is only in the summer it's only in the summer it's not all year it's not only in the summer could you possibly
0: die but (laughs) other than that (laughs) yeah you can you can survive through the winter (laughs) (laughs) well i had this is my uh, first time hearing it's so hot i know it's 50 degrees celsius wow wow All right, well, I'm glad that the weather's changing for you. (laughs) Good stuff. Well, I'm excited about our conversation today because we're continuing with the Business English series, and we're going back to the interview questions, and we're doing part two. And I want to kind of start off with this one. Um, During an interview, you know, they ask you a lot of questions, but one of the common questions they ask, and for those listening, it's important for you guys to hear this as well, they'll ask, what is your greatest strength? Now, have you ever gotten this question when you were in an interview?
1: I have gotten this question. Have
0: you? I have. I have gotten this question.
1: (laughs) And what did you say?
0: When I got, I like how you spun that question around. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Students pay attention. That was good. That was smooth. Um, So for me, when they ask the question, what is your greatest strength? I usually try to say a strength that i have that is also in correlation or related to the job so you know as individuals we have many strengths and different weaknesses but if i'm going to a job for example when i was uh, younger say high school or in college i may have had an internship that was related to um, computer programming or maybe something else so i may have said a strength that was related to being diligent and being consistent like when it comes to computer programming Sometimes it gets boring and you have to be consistent and diligent. So for me, I would always say one of my strengths that was related to the actual job that I was applying for. And then I'd kind of, I'd say the strength, I'd describe it. And uh, I also talked about how it developed. Um, So for example, one of my strengths is I'm really not, um, I'm okay with being upfront. Like I don't mind public speaking. And then some jobs, they require you to kind of do seminars. So if that job required that I would say oh I really enjoy speaking up front and I'm okay with that that's become one of my strengths and I talk about maybe growing up I remember the first time I spoke up front so those kind of things yeah those kind of things How about you That's um it's
1: it's similar for me and I was going to say that um speak like public speaking is one of the number 1 fears that people have so that's a really impressive strength
0: yeah (laughs) i realized Um, as i got older i was like oh okay everybody's not like this okay all right so i think i think a majority of people are not
1: (laughs) i realize it's it's a really good strength uh it's the same for me like i i would always mention a strength that is specific and directly related to the job of course Mm -hmm. uh and while you were talking about computer programming another a good option for this question is also to mention a strength a technical strength so if the position is technical like let's say you are um an engineer or a programmer or something like this it's good to give a technical strength Mm, so depending on the position yeah like i think a common mistake people make with this question Mm. is being too general
0: yeah that's a good point yeah
1: So I think exactly what you said to mention a strength that is job specific Mm -hmm. and then kind of tell the background of how you came to, to have the skill or to be good in this
0: area Uh, and maybe some examples as well. That makes sense. That makes sense. Have you ever got stumped? Like when they asked you this question, like, tell us your greatest strength, not because you don't have any, because you have many, but maybe you're trying to go through your strengths, like, man, which one matches this job the best? Have you ever gotten stumped before?
1: Um, I think that when I was younger, Mm -hmm. I fumbled a little bit more over questions like that. Mm -hmm. But um, now that I've been a teacher for so long, obviously, most of my interviews are related to teaching. So now no. Uh, Mm -hmm. But when I was interviewing for other roles, not teaching, Mm -hmm. it was I could I could always answer, but uh, maybe I was a little bit too generic.
0: I got you. <laughs> yeah,
1: when I was a student, maybe I, actually I've always been good at interviews naturally, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I'm always prepared. But if the job itself was, let's say, an administrative position, something more general, mm. it was hard to find a very specific strength.
0: Yeah, for that. yeah,
1: yeah. Like you don't want to say something that everyone has, or an ability that that everyone has. So yeah, yeah.
0: I remember, you know, as you were saying that. I remember um, speaking of generic answers. I remember my first interview, very first interview, because I did not do well. And when I left that interview, I said, "Never again will I do that." So, it (laughs) it was for an amusement park. I was like 16. I was very young. I had never been to an interview, and we walked into this room, and there were about, I'd say, 15 to 20 other young young people. You know, we thought we were old when you're 16. You think you're doing something, Um, but I walked into the room and the interviewer just started asking questions, but kind of threw the questions out there. And then he directed a question at me. He said, okay, for example, like, tell me your strength. And I remember saying, I'm a very happy person. Um, I like people, but it was very generic. And I was like, I don't really know how to answer this question. So needless to say, I did not get the job, but (laughs) I didn't because it really was a generic answer. Like Even as I said it and I could tell he's like, okay, thank you, and he moved on. Again, it was kind of helping me realize that's not the answer he was looking for. Again, it was my first time, I didn't necessarily know how to answer in an interview because I just said really basic, a generic answer. I'm a very happy person and I like people. He's like, but okay. in your But de- in your defense, first uh-huh. of all, an amusement
1: park. So being a happy person at an amusement park is actually fair enough. That's what I was thinking. Yes. And second, I think that you were caught off guard by the group interview. So I don't think it was okay, yes, it was a generic, but not for the job that you were applying for. Thank you, Julie.
0: I wish you were my interviewer. <laughs> I would have hired you. I would have hired you. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> so yeah, I do. <laughs> I agree with you. Generic answers. What kid. do you think? What do you think of group interviews? What is your opinion? Of- so this is what I think when it comes to group interviews. Um personally, if I was an interviewer, I would not do a group interview. Well, I, let me say this. It depends. I would not I would lean more towards individual interviews because again, they really throw people off because while you're trying to get yourself together, you're hearing the person next to you answer their question and yeah. it can either cause you to feel less confident about your own answer. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll be a little bit more, um, even when you're giving your answer, you have people next to you. It it just doesn't provide a comfortable environment. I think for me, I want to make sure the person is comfortable. So even when I was living in Korea and I would interview students, I knew it was a very stressful situation. So as soon as they walked into the room, even though it was just me and them, I, you know, they closed the door and I say, okay, here's the first thing. I just want you to relax. It's okay. It's good. And I could see them kind of like breathe a little bit and slow down. So for me personally, I think it's a little bit too stressful. Um, mm-hmm. I have seen situations where the stress level is necessary or needed. Um, like if it's a highly competitive like job or something, but I lean more towards one-on-one.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't think that group interviews create like a, a fair, uh, th- no, they're just, I, I think that they, they put unnecessary pressure on mm. the people like, it, in an interview is already stressful and
0: yeah
1: it's not it doesn't create and it doesn't give an accurate picture of the person so like mm-hmm. I can understand a panel interview but yeah. a group interview I've also had two group interviews in my life and both Uh-oh. times I was like what what is, what is this and I I knew that they were group interviews but honestly it was still it was terrible yeah. <laughs>
0: not not the way to go not the way to go Mm -hmm. yeah well then okay what about when you're in an interview and you know you've kind of answered a lot of the questions already there's another question that usually comes out toward the the middle or the end of an interview where they ask why should we hire you and this question can kind of really throw (laughs) individuals for a loop like huh so how would someone answer that question or what are your thoughts about that question why should we hire you
1: Yeah, um, again, I think that this question is tough. It's not an easy question. Uh, And it's the same. You have to be, you actually have to be very confident with what you're saying, first Mm -hmm. of all, to answer this question. And you have to be really specific. So like, Mm -hmm. if you know what they're looking for, you have to say that you can deliver those things, basically. Mm not word for word you can't you can't say word for word like you asked for this and I can do this (laughs) right you have to to be specific and give I think that in an interview you always have to give examples and evidence to support Mm -hmm. what you're saying so Mm -hmm. let's say it's let's say it's a sales position for example yeah um, and saying I'm a good salesperson is not enough Mm. Uh, you have to give examples and evidence of what you're saying you have you have to prove um yourself basically yeah. so you could mention specific numbers like in your last position you exceeded your targets by this amount on a regular basis and so on and so on so you're very confident that you could do the same here mm, so that's a good point something like that so you can kind of tie in your experience um, Mm. with what they're looking for and you have to be very confident and sure of yourself when you're answering this question and again not too generic um, yeah yeah
0: yeah you're right i think you hit the nail on the head when you said that you have to be very very confident in this question and you know what let me ask this have you ever thought about when you went to an interview the importance of balancing confidence and not being arrogant. Like, there's, like, a fine line. It's it's kind of difficult, I think. You know, like, you do. There's a, there's a very
1: fine line between being confident and cocky. I yeah. Think. Yes. Um, so, yes, absolutely. But I think that your demeanor in general is it's a reflection of you like of course an interview you're making a first impression of yourself in, in every single situation specifically an interview like yeah. an interview is essentially a person judging you to see if you can can fit what they're looking for so yeah. yeah there's there's a fine line I think that if you but I I think that that is just a gen that's about being genuine like yeah. if you are yeah. if you are confident like quietly confident you know it it shows yeah. um yeah being cocky is just un, it's off putting
0: yeah i agree i agree i've um it's funny i've, I've had conversations with people as well like when i'm interviewing them for possibly helping with the academy or being a teacher or something and i have to interview them i don't um i value if someone is confident in their abilities i like that like i can tell like oh you know you're good at what you do that's really good it doesn't mean they're cocky at all but if someone is cocky i immediately kind of turn off like i'm not rude or anything i'm like oh okay well thank you so much for spending time talking with me today but i don't hire them because it's like ah it's kind of like it, it borderlines on them putting somebody else down in order to build themselves up yeah, so, yeah. And I think
1: if you're really good at what you do i don't think you have to put anyone else down For any reason like it's it's not a a competition and yeah like i agree you should be sure of yourself especially if you are good at what you do that's great but yeah there's there's such a thing as being over overconfident
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's true finding that fine line and i think i'm glad this came out because again in some cultures certain things are seen as normal and okay but when you go to another culture or another country those same actions can be seen as arrogant or cocky like or someone trying to be arrogant or cocky so i think it's also something students to be aware of when you're trying to get a job in a a western country and a a western culture is the main culture be very mindful of certain things that are seen as kind of being cocky or you know the way you speak about certain situations so it's a good point yeah be confident
1: you have to be confident but a a little bit modest like you do yeah. you don't you don't want to brag you don't want to go crazy yeah. but you confidence is really important it is something yeah. i think in our culture that we value yeah because I if agree. if you doubt yourself like why would other people believe in you why would other people hire you exactly um, exactly i would i
0: would yeah i agree good point good point all right then uh, there's another one that comes up that's always interesting what is your dream job now this one is interesting because you're applying for a job and now they're asking you oh what's your dream job uh what do you think about this question
1: uh okay so so this question (laughs) i think yeah i think a lot of people would be inclined to say this is my dream job right Right. but uh, first of all, that's not true. <laughs> I think that <laughs> nine out of ten, that's not true. Mm. So I don't think you should say what you think someone else wants to hear. So yeah. I would answer this question by not necessarily saying a specific role, mm. but by describing a job that I would love to do. So, for example, um, let's say that I don't, I don't want to say. I, let's say I'm applying to be a teacher. I don't want to say my dream job is to be a teacher. Mm. Um, because it's not that this answer is bad, but it shows like I don't really have much more ambition than this job. So first of all, so it's not bad. It's not a bad answer, but it it kind of shows that I don't really think outside the box. I don't see mm. the bigger picture. I'm just like, this is what I want to do. That's it. Mm. Um, and if that's really the case, that's fine. But I would, I would describe um, things I would like to achieve more than an actual role. So I would say I would... I would maybe say, I actually don't have a specific dream job, but Mm -hmm. I would really love to be in a position where I'm able to help people with ABC, for example. Yeah. And I would, I would explain it. So there, there, there are things that I want to do actually, like in reality in my life that don't fit into a specific
0: job or a role.
1: Yeah. So I wouldn't be able to, to, to label those things.
0: Yeah. I think you made some really good points because, and it also shows again, the differences between certain cultures, because again, from Western culture, you know, being Canadian and me American, again, also for other individuals listening that are from Europe or other countries that are native English speaking countries, there's this idea of the interviewer is very curious about your future plans, about yes. what are you thinking ahead? Like, how are you thinking ahead? Not just living in this moment. However, again, I'll speak of Korea because that's the experience I have. In Korea, it was more about this job right here. This position is exactly what you're looking for. And to speak about something else, it's kind of like, well, why would we choose you? So I think this is really a great thing to discuss because, again, students, as you're listening, when you're trying to apply for a job um, at an English-speaking country, uh, company or international company, realize the way that Native English speakers think. Like, we're curious to know about what are your bigger plans? Like, what is your next step? Um, but I think, Julie, again, what you said about speaking about the things you want to do, not necessarily a title, but more of what you want to do in life, uh, was very, a very good point. So, yeah, it's a tricky question, but it's important.
1: It, it's a hard question. It's a hard question. But I think that, like, again this is this is a cultural difference of course like it depends where you're working what company you're applying for and so on and so on but i think you have to kind of demonstrate that you are ambitious and you have to be honest and genuine like times have changed i think i think that people are looking for authentic people like in 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 western culture being authentic like it it sells it's something that that we value and that we like so um In the past, I think there were more like cookie cutter answers that you could give. That it's like, okay, you know, you studied this and you studied this kind of uh, cheat sheet of answers, right? Then you're saying the answers, but like, why (laughs) are you special? You know, so like, everything has completely changed. Like, so many people work online. Yeah, so many industries have changed. It's it's not like 20 years ago. It's not the way um, that it is now. So it's yeah. I don't know, like I, I would hire someone who I see potential in yeah. more than someone who just doesn't think ahead or doesn't have ambition Exactly. Um, personally.
0: I agree. No, I agree. Honestly, I I, I have the same ideas uh, as it relates to if, if I was in the position of an interviewer. I want mm-hmm. someone who is thinking ahead, like not just these are the, I guess you don't necessarily want a robot. You want someone that can you know, operate and, of course, accomplish and achieve the task they're given. But you also want them to be kind of a partner like, hey, if you see something that needs to be changed, OK, like speak up and let's see how we can adapt and move forward. So I agree. I agree. All right. Well, this is the last one that uh, I think is very interesting as well um you brought this one up before we started recording and i was like man this is great like this is in almost every interview Um, and again i don't think that this happens in a lot of other interviews depending on the country people live in but uh it says give a time when you went above i'm sorry oh no 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 i'm going ahead myself sorry y'all we have one extra one anyways (laughs) um give a time when you went above and beyond the requirements for a project now the one i was talking about that i'm excited about is at the at the end but this is another good one give a time when you went above and beyond the requirements for a project it kind of seems like this one is also kind of in connection with the dream job because they're kind of thinking how do you think outside the box what do you think like how do you think of a forward thinker um
1: so this I, again like every these types of questions are designed for you it's it's a it's an opportunity for you to give an example for you to tell a story about something that you've done yeah. um so you have to be really specific i would for instance an answer that i wouldn't find acceptable here would be to say oh i always go above and beyond and then that's yeah. it so again very <laughs> generic very I like, generic. come
0: on be realistic
1: yeah. <laughs> I would say to to pick a very specific project, give a little summary summary of the project. So for instance, last year I worked on this and the project included one, two, three, and I was able to do blah, 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 and to show, you know, what you were supposed to do and what you actually did. So I would just tell a story here and give a summary of the project and make sure that the interviewer knows, has enough background information on it. Yeah. Um, This is also something that I have noticed uh with uh, English learners. Um sometimes they they don't consider that the interview the interviewer doesn't know their past position. Mm -hmm. So they tell a story and I'm I'm lost. So I've actually asked this question in classes and the accomplishment was great. So but it was let's say a really technical project and I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. So Especially if they're interviewing for a new industry or a new type of role, uh, it's really important to give enough background information so the interviewer is not lost. Because a lot of times the interviewer will just nod and do uh, right. the motions, but they won't—they won't say that they don't know what you're talking about. Like, okay, next question. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <That's> true. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. I think that. Um... What can help with that? And again, like I've talked about it so many times on YouTube, the five W's, like making sure your story answers all of those questions. Who, what, when, where, and why. But then another thing too is what is the takeaway? What's the main point you want to be taken away? Because if you can connect those points, then the person listening, as you mentioned, will be able to understand, oh, okay, I see how this connects to the job that you're applying for right now. So I think that is a very good point. It needs to connect. needs to connect. All right. Um, now we're getting to the one that I was very very excited about. (laughs) So uh this one is questions you ask the interviewer. And I honestly can remember when I was first introduced to this, you know, and I was preparing to get an actual real job, and they were saying, Okay, now what are you gonna ask the interviewer? And I was like, Nothing. I need to answer his or her questions. I'm not asking questions. But um, it really is one of the most important parts of an interview because it's kind of like they're seeing, are you really invested in this job? Are you really interested in becoming a part of our company and how much do you know? So what do you think about that? Questions that you ask an interviewer, why do you think that's so important this section? And what are some example questions you can ask? Before I answer that, did you ask any questions? <laughs> oh girl. Yes. Once, <laughs> once it was made known to me why it was important you know, you start off the first time you ask, you know, I have one question, then you kind of test the waters a little bit and you see, oh, okay, this is what this is. By the next time again, um, so how will I explain this? So whenever I went to an interview, I kind of tried to do the same thing I try to do for my students, make them feel comfortable. I tried to do the same for the interviewers, of course, not overly, you know, not stepping over, but like, once we got through a few questions, you get a few stories out, you get a laugh here and there. You say, okay, let me see how we can kind of control the environment. <laughs> Once we got to the ask the interviewer a question area, I would kind of flip and go more professional and say, mm-hmm. I, I would actually think of myself. This is how I kind of got through it or um, was able to ask questions and not feel nervous. I thought of myself as the interviewer, like, okay, I've presented myself in a way that they should hire me. Now, let me see, why should I accept? In my mind, I was thinking that, and that kind of helped me to ask questions like, oh, okay. Again, not cocky, but it helped me kind of to realize it's okay to switch now. Let me ask them questions. Um, Mainly, I asked um, questions like, in your opinion, what's the ideal employee? Or what would you like all of your employees to accomplish this year? Because it kind of also helped me understand, you know, what they were looking Mm for.
1: Yeah. No, those are great questions. Those are great questions. Thank you. <laughs> I, okay. So this is a very important uh, point in an interview. I think if you don't ask questions, it kind of gives the impression that you don't care or you're just not bothered uh, to find out any more information. Uh-huh. And yeah, that, that's, that's the impression that I get. I, I, I've done a lot of interviews and I've, I've conducted interviews and I don't like when people have nothing to ask me. Um, okay. Again, I'm nice, but in my head, I don't like it at all.
0: So what, uh, is, it, okay, what is it like the, the root? Cause again, that feeling, I totally understand too. What yeah. do you think is the root, the root cause of that feeling? Like, uh, yeah, I probably won't pick you. if You don't ask me any questions. Is it just that we feel like they're not interested or is there
1: I feel that, um, first of all, I think it's impossible to have a new job and to have no questions about it, first of all. Like that in itself is impossible. You cannot start a new job and know everything that you need to know. So the fact that you say that you don't have questions, it just yeah. demonstrates that you didn't even think about this job. Yeah. First of all. Um, and second of all, it's, it's a little bit, it comes across as a little bit lazy to me. Mm. Mm-hmm. like I didn't think about this before I came here yeah it's <laughs> so, a good point it's yeah. a good point that's why I don't like it but um I think that okay good questions to ask so I would say as a rule of thumb you should ask a few questions you shouldn't only ask one okay mm-hmm. like don't ask 10 or 15 questions but let's say at least three around yeah. three four questions uh-huh. uh amount and you should ask questions to show that you are interested in the company and the role so to get more information about the company Mm -hmm. Um, so things so your questions were great so you could say what is it what is an ideal employee could you tell me about Mm -hmm. the culture of the company Um, could you tell me about any big projects you have going on or future plans or you can ask about the team that you would be working with Um, so who would i be reporting to or how many people are in this department or in this team. So it just shows that you want more information about what you're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it shows that you've thought about this as well. Good point. Good point. Um, but the thing, but you should not ask things that are, have already been provided to you. So if there's this information is already written in the job interview, mm. you should have already read it. So don't right. ask. <laughs> that are on their website or on the job posting ask information that you don't already have that is directly related to the job or the company and uh, I would say not to ask initially about salary Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. A, a lot of times when I've done interview preparation I think the, I, I ask people you know what do you think is a good question and the first question is like about the salary so again I don't know in different countries or different cultures no, we're the
0: same we're the same yeah. with you
1: yeah okay. we're the same like don't um, ask that question yeah. yeah and don't ask uh closed questions so Good. yes or no questions um because again the interviewer will just say yes or no and then that's the end
0: yeah so yeah if,
1: like you can kind of reverse the rules like you said and and act as if you are the interviewer and kind of open up uh the conversation a little bit and have have more of a two-way conversation than a a very closed one-way
0: conversation Conversation. that's a great point you know when you said um yes or no question one question that popped in my head that they should not ask did you like me or do you like me do you like my (laughs) answers how did I do so I think the questions you were bringing up and the advice you just gave shows that the person is directing their questions to the company about the company itself about the company culture so you're not asking questions about yourself like you don't want to know their opinion right It's not about you at this point, it's about them. It's about the company. That's
1: a very awkward question. Like, do you like me? No one can answer that question, Uh, especially someone you've just met. Uh, Yeah. It's it's very uncomfortable.
0: How did I do in the interview? Well, this is not the time to ask that. So yeah, don't ask those questions. (laughs)
1: It's it's okay to ask about like the next steps. Um, That's something that I generally ask, but you should also be careful with the wording of this question. So you can just kind of say, if I were to move forward in the hiring process, hypothetically, Uh um, could you tell me a little bit more about the next steps? Man, that was excellent. Thank you. Thank you. I practiced. (laughs)
0: That was great. (laughs) She's hired, but go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's great. Great. Okay, well, do you have any last things you want to say? Again, I feel like there are so many wonderful points that were brought out during this conversation that I think students can benefit from and individuals interested in getting jobs at international companies. But if there's any last words you want to give that would help students with an interview, an English interview, what would you like to say? Um,
1: I would say to be over-prepared for your interview um, all the time, even if you think that you are going to do amazing. You must prepare, and you should do your research before you go. Um, yeah, I think this is the main thing. Like, really prepare, do your research, and know what is written on your CV. So, if they ask questions about your CV, you need to. You should know it like the back of your hand. It shouldn't be like you wrote it and you didn't even look at it um, right. before you went there <laughs> so you wrote it two years ago, and since then you haven't you haven't looked at it. So this it's it
0: sounds obvious, but it's not. I've seen yeah. it. many times great Mm -hmm. (laughs) great advice well julie thank you so much Uh, i really enjoyed talking to you about business english because you are the business english expert and i know those listening enjoyed so i hope you have a wonderful evening thank you you too all right Uh i really hope you enjoyed this episode remember if you want to see video explanations for all of the words and expressions that were used in today's episode All you have to do is join the Weekly English Words membership by going to www.weeklyenglishwords.com. Once again, that's www.weeklyenglishwords.com. This has been Teacher Tiffany with the Speak English with Tiffany podcast. Until next time, remember to speak English.